Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast for Better America with Frank. Um, in this episode, we'll talk about uh, June sense. Um, it's uh the holiday marked as um the day in which blacks were made free in America. And uh, yes, there was a group of people in American history that thought the other group was not uh, deserving of uh, freedoms and uh, liberty. <laughs> um, so life, liberty, and uh, freedom. Uh, well, it's a hard one, but um, it's uh, it's interesting. It's interesting that the uh, formation of the nation was or uh, give me liberty or give me debt. However, within that formation, a group of people were not seen as deserving of those uh, of those rights, those unalienable rights granted by our Creator, as the um, founding fathers would say. But over time in history, we uh, we corrected that, went to war did all the stuff and then we had uh the eras of uh the south after the civil war where there was a lot of laws made up to punish blacks for being free basically and then we fought that through the civil rights and then up until today we have you know cut rulings that goes backwards and repeal parts of the civil rights in um shelby um county Alabama, the united states government where um the justices agreed that some of the civil rights protection that was that happened in six they're not needed anymore because the world has changed. And um no. Um what happened just now we have a lot of states making um voting a little bit harder. So it's almost like, you know, taking ten steps forward and two steps back. But nevertheless, there's steps forward in this progress. So uh, you know, embracing June saying it's it's easy to get lost in the negative of uh, black American history. But we don't always have to do that. Sometimes we could actually talk about the positive of black American history. And we are going to do that today. I think God is a team that, you know, usually comes around this um, time of the year or um, on my Luther King Day. Um, it's called Black Pride. And um, I think sometimes, you know, it's people feel the need to themselves, defend themselves, especially um, black and brown people when they talk about black pride because there's an audience that says we can run around talking about white pride however something we must keep in mind when people are talking about black pride what are they saying what are they saying are they talking about black innovation so they're talking about black um you know black history they're talking about black music black culture i think that's what they're talking to you know talking about you know their culture their way of life very solid seldom have i met um a um European, um, Caucasian, who talks about white pride. They usually talk about um, Italian culture, German culture. Um, Asians talk about Asians that are unique to their culture, whether it's a Korean dance, a Korean attire, a Korean um, way of life. So I think when blacks in America refer to um, you know black pride, they are talking about black culture. And what I have realized is the audience that tends to say, what about white pride? They don't they aren't necessarily talking about white culture. They're talking, you know, and um, if 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 white pride is the fact that the Wright brothers, you know, made the first uh, successful airplane, or well, many others, but let's say that's the one history choose to record, then yeah, that's cool. Let's talk about the Wright brothers. But if if your reaction to black pride is what about white pride? then um that's just not useful and 
we shouldn't talk in that manner. Um, also, you know, this indigenous black pride and the relationship with the African diaspora. In the end of, at the end of the day, the African-Americans, they were brought here against their will over 200 plus years ago. Where from um, predominantly African tribes and then alongside all the influences with the English, whether it's throughout um, the Americas or throughout the islands where there was a mix of races happening and you have more black people in the islands. I consider Jamaicans to be black also and um, Haitians and uh, not many will argue about that. So it and you know over time those populations are migrated to the United States. So, you know, there's a lot of indigenous um, groups in the United States, a lot of presence of, you know, African migrants, um, islanders who are black and brown people. And we could also celebrate us culture. So I, I really think when we talk about black pride, we are talking about black culture. We are talking about the way of life, the the, the vibe, so to speak. Terrible word. But, you know, the, the things that make us who we are. And I think it's not progressful for a society or for a group of people within a society to be too eager to shut down the talk of black pride, the way of black um, folks and them celebrating that. So it is a good day to celebrate. It is June since It is June 19 here when I'm recording this. I'm very pleased. I'm very happy. I'm going to go celebrate. Um, I think you should too. I think I'm a good way in which... um um. I think people of other ethnicities and my Caucasian brothers who I do and sisters who I do love dearly by the way, um, could, you know, enjoy the celebration is also trying to use the opportunity to go out and celebrate, go to the festivals, go to the music, be in there, regardless of your views, regardless of how country or how remote of a place you are. Go see what Black Pride is about, right? Go learn, go listen go talk, go communicate. And um the reason why this is also important too is um sometimes, you know, to think about innovations by um the Caucasian population. It's if you follow history, it's not very hard to convince you that it's a part of especially American history where blacks may have contributed to something but you're not going to find it in the textbook, right? Often, history records its oppressors. Never does it truly tell the story of the oppressed. Because why should the oppressor give credit to the oppressed? So let's say a black man is working on a farm and he invents something to make the farm process better. His slave master or his holder would say, oh, okay. You must think you're a smart Negro. And I don't know what would happen then. Would it punish him? Would it whip him? Would it say, oh, good idea, Negro, and send him back into the farm? If he was to take that idea and formulate it into a product that improves the farming um, process. Now, if we know our history, we will know that there is no way that the um, white farm owner and um, slaveholder is going to give any credit to the um, Negro who comes up with that invention. I think throughout time, same thing too with companies. If if um, if um, the CEO of a company, a large company, 
cousin comes up with an idea or a patent, they may very well um, give credit to the patent of that employee why the patent stays within the company, right? For competition's sake. But I think if a lowly employee, low-wage worker comes up with an idea, his manager takes the idea to his manager, his manager takes the idea to his manager, and um, we have 200-plus years of black oppression or blacks not being listened to and silence, and up to today, that still happens. You could see a lot of credit uh, um, innovation credit would not go to the black man or the black woman. This is not to say that this is uh, always the case. It's just to say that this probably has happened over and over. So um, this is a good opportunity, I think, for um, Caucasians to engage with their brothers and sisters of color and really celebrate their history and their culture. Let's have Juneteenth as something that signifies something good. And um, let's 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 enjoy the history, the act, the culture, the innovation. However, let's recognize some of the problems that we still face today. Some four plus years ago, the American population chose to elect the passenger population chose to elect President Trump. Um, this is someone that denied repetitively that um, Obama, the president, the previous president, black was not born in the United States, was a fake. And why some may dismiss this as simple rhetoric, we must understand that the man at the end of the day pick up 70 million votes or something of that number. So the white man would deny that the black president was an American and called him a fake because of the color of his skin color. That definitely played a role. And because of his ancestry, is the man who was to pick up enough votes to be the president of the United States in the calendar year of 2016 through 2020. So, yes, Juneteenth is a good thing to celebrate, but I'm not sure how far we've come. Criminal justice reform. Um, blacks are still massively incarcerated and white. The 13th Amendment repealed slavery and basically kept slave labor when people are in prison. And um, right now, there's just good rhetoric about reforming the 13th Amendment, that passion of it, that um, particular version of it that still kept people as slaves when they incarcerated. Um, there's no laws that have been passed to stop that. I think that particular part of the 13th Amendment should be, uh, should be done away with if blacks are no longer slaves then um, the prison pipeline should not allow for slave labor. Also, another observation would be under the Obama administration, there was a sense of resistance that I felt came that played a role in being in him being black. I think some of the House of Rep members, which is an accurate representation of the American population, um from some districts based on the values that I've seen come out. And what I understand today, I don't believe that someone from a county in Alabama or Mississippi where the population is 80 plus percent white and shares certain disdain for Negro, let's say half of them do, not all of them, right? I don't believe those people 
in 08 would elect a House of Rep member that is overly enthusiastic or open to working with um, a black president or a black man as the chief officer of the United States, as the, the main voice, the main face of the country. I would say that some of the resistance to President Obama experience was tied to his race from the Congress. I don't think it's a far-reaching view. I think it just makes sense. Taylor Majority Green, you could hear some of her Anglo-Saxon views. She's just the one that's elected for this term. What about those from 2008? We're talking almost like 15 years ago. So, yes, we've come a long way that a black man could be president. But if the man that took took right after him denies that he's American because of his color and his background, and if the people that he had to work with and deal with don't necessarily want to work with him and may have prevented some legislation from coming forward, also on the Senate side, we, we have work to do. We have work to do as, as a nation, as a people. And um, regardless of your views, regardless of your views, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, in the end, if ideas are good presented by the president or presented by someone and they're going to help the nation, it is imperative that we do not elect people or have people in office that gets in the way of our progress. We could look at Black Wall Street so the situation that happened in Oklahoma, blacks were falsely accused of crimes that did not commit. And they took refuge in a predominant um, black town. And um, the sheriff of the town in which they were accused of the crime deputized a bunch of white men to go there and uh, do him to the Negroes. Um, people were killed, people were burnt alive, people were shot, these were black people. And the insurance company denied all um, the claims to the businesses because the government called it a riot and basically made a way for the insurance company to deny the people that lost their properties their claims. So this is legal discrimination. And the government just refused to acknowledge that a wrong has been done and it's taken almost a hundred years since the uh, Black Wall Street massacre for society to come around in Oklahoma this is the um, the uh, city where that happened around Oklahoma to acknowledge that this was bad and it, it did happen and it is a massacre and not a race riot I would say there are people in the Oklahoma government that don't share this view, but they're in government, and this is the year 2021. So think about that. We know that the dominant workforce of Amazon, especially the people that actually generate a profit, that is who would actually do the work, not just put together a spreadsheet and tell others what to do and have executive meetings. Um, the actual people that do the work is predominantly black and brown people. 
and Amazon has a policy where it does not promote within. So the people that are working on the warehouse, they could be there for three, five, seven years. They don't get promoted to management. They don't go up the hierarchy. Amazon was founded by um, Jeff Bezos, a white man, and um, his views of these workers are pretty much the views someone like um, Dale Kennedy um, or others would have about their workers from like 50, 100 years ago. And based on those views, they actually um, was talking about back to the uh, Kennedy, Kennedy days or Andrew Kennedy. Um, this 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 man viewed their workers so lowly that they were willing to shoot their workers who striked against them. They were willing to treat them in a manner that, that just was inhumane. And in that situation, the government stepped in and made a bunch of labor laws, actually. And um, a lot of rights come from those labor movements. In today's labor movement, black workers are often oppressed. They're often not promoted, especially you could see, we could take one company, Amazon. They're often underpaid for the work they do. They often don't receive the health care they deserve. And they're breaking their backs and their minds every day. They're warehouse workers. Yes, they're warehouse, they're, they're warehouse workers, but they're the goose that laid the golden egg for Amazon. And they're treated like shit. And Amazon does a good job of coming out and talking about civil liberties. It does a good job of coming out and talking about fairness and black empowerment. But in its own practices, it still treats its workers like slaves. It attracts them. I, I don't know how that company continues to progress. But what would have here is a generation of African Americans and auto minorities that would have worked in Amazon for five to ten years, break their backs, have a lot of bad knees, bad backs, bad eyesight, a ton of stress from the job, work on a healthy amount of hours, and the company would have either fired them, laid them off, let them go because they don't want to be liable and they don't want to treat them down the road. And we have a population of people coming out all beaten up, young people, young African-Americans, young black people, young brown people, Latinos and auto ethnicities. And they're going to suffer. They're going to have to try to find a way to make, so they're going to try to get into other jobs and their body's going to be beat from that. They're going to try to, you know, start their own businesses and their body's going to be beat from that. They're going to try to start families it's going to be a lot of health consequences for the work they've done in those warehouses. And they're not going to be rewarded. So yes, we should celebrate your sense, but we should recognize some of the challenges that blacks face in the workplace, some of the challenges that black face in the criminal justice reform. It's one thing to say we want a society where there's low crime, so therefore we have that prison pipeline, which is not a good argument. It's another thing to where you've got thousands upon thousands, probably millions at this point, of people working to make a company in billions upon billions upon billions of dollars in profit. And the company is calling them lazy and it's probably looking at them as just dumb stupid walkers that they want to promote from within.
and um, what kind of society do we want to be? But um, happy Juneteenth, y'all. <laughs>